Welcome back. I'm Kristen Marchand, and this is the Opiongo Line, and we're smack dab in the middle of another curious episode of Back in the Day, as host Martina Coolis chats with Frida Higginson, who was born Frida Dupuy and raised in Madawaska between the Great War and the Second World War. Let's rejoin them now as they delve deeper into Frida's long and interesting life. You know, I have hearing aids, and even with them, the masks just... I know, they're, they're hard to hear with, that's why I lean forward a little bit when I'm talking, but if you yeah. can't hear me, just let me know. I'm so glad when they're open. I know, I think everyone will be, yeah. yeah. But now we've been wearing them so much, we're almost used to them, I think. Yeah. So it'll be weird not having them for us. Well, we're lucky here, though, that the yes. we yeah. haven't got that virus in here. Yes, it's, sometimes it's nice to live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Well, and you know, uh, I'll always give the credit here, because when soon as that started, they shut down right away. Yes, yeah. Or other places let it go and it got spread. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty fast response oh, here, yeah. which you you need. And, and see, this is uh, it's called Valley Manor. Well, it was Barry's Bay that opened this up. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the government that done it, and I think that's why it's locked into faster than what if the government was. Yes. Yeah. Took them so long to get anything through that. Yeah. Because other places didn't get the protection as quick as we did. Yes, yeah, they, they're pretty diligent, I have to say, the workers here, for the most part, I have to say that they're, they're on top of their stuff. <laughs> you know, my, my sister worked here when it opened. Oh, really? Yeah. Was she a she, nurse, or? No, they uh, trained, she had to go for training, but it was just more like what Marion and that. Oh, okay. And she, Mary knew her. Mary Blank, you know, mm -hmm. and Helen, they oh, okay. knew her real well. Yeah. And after I come in here, this Helen used to say, every time I meet you in the hall, I want to say, hello, Marion. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Marion paved the way for me. Yeah. <laughs> now you have all the good connections. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Sister Rosanda. Okay. That's the one that was running it when it opened. Oh. And uh, they used to have to take patients for, for church and for communion and that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Marion said the one day she had to take this man for communion and take him up for it. And Sister Rosanda went to give it to her too. And uh, she said, I'm Anglican. She said, that doesn't matter. She said, my mother always told us we were all equal. Mm -hmm. Well, Sister Rosanda was her great lady in her eyes. She thought so much of her. That's interesting. She was treated equal. Because there were so many, like when we grew up, the Catholic people put everybody down. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was probably nice later in life when you were able to work better with them, oh, with keeping yes. the church yeah, open. It made a big difference. The priest that they had, Father Dwyer, he was there for a long time. And he was the one that, if the kids, now the Sabra girls, we were real good friends. And if they were with us and we were walking, and they seen Father Dwyer come and they'd hide yeah. because they were in trouble for being with them. You would get, get them in trouble for that? They would get in trouble, we would. Wow. And then it was, they had to go to confession all the time and they make up stuff. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. remember the one little girl, they had rented this place for my sister and uh, she was uh, getting ready for her first communion and then they done it pretty young. Yes. And uh, they, she had to go to confession. And <laughs> some of them said to her after she came home, what did you say at the confession? She said, I told them I I cursed and I swore and I ripped and I tore and that's all I did do. <laughs> we used to laugh. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that's what they used to say. There was more lies told in the confessional than there was truth. I remember when I went for it, because I'm Catholic, yeah. I'm, I was so nervous. And I remember talking to my teacher because we were preparing for it. And I said, well, what if I forget a sin? 
and then he's he, the teacher said, oh, just make sure at the end you say, and for any sins I might have forgotten. So it covers all of them. Yeah. <laughs> we always remembered that little girl. Yeah. <laughs> she really told us. She sure did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My best friends growing up, the Sabra girls, were Roman Catholics. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I always like we're holy Catholic, the Anglican Church. You know? Yes. And you know the Apostles' Creed for the Holy Catholic. And uh, this the uh, girls, this one Audrey, she used to call us non-Catholics all the time. And Dallas, my sister, said to Mom, she said the next time Audrey tell, calls me that, I'm going to tell her. So we wondered what would happen. And, she said, Audrey, I don't want you to call me that anymore. I'm a holy Catholic. You're a Roman Catholic, but I'm a holy Catholic. Don't call me a non-Catholic anymore. Audrey said, I never knew that. <laughs> and it's true. It is, yeah, because I, I have quite a few friends who, they're not Roman Catholic, and I always thought Catholic was only Roman Catholic, and then I learned, I don't know, I was pretty old, and I, I kind of felt silly, and I was like, oh, they're all pretty similar yeah, in there. Yeah, well, most of Boston's Creed, we all say it the same. Yes. It's Holy Catholic. Exactly. We're more yeah. similar than we think, that's yeah. for sure. But that's what my father always said, God created us all equal. They sure did, yeah, yeah. he sure did. Whatever your religion is, if you live up to it and believe it, that's all that matters. Yes. I think it's more important to live a, a good life and be nice to people than yeah. whatever you believe yeah. in. We were brought up never to make a difference. Yeah. And my best friends were I remember Cecilia, I don't know if you remember when they were in here, Cecilia Kuyak. Maybe. She died after I come in here. I worked in the office in high school, but I don't think she was here when no, I was here. But uh, what was it she said? There was something that she uses to say that was so funny. Oh, <laughs> her father died two years before she was born. Oh. <laughs> we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> her mother <laughs> was married twice and both jockles. Oh. And Cecilia was born in between there, and she used to say, her father died two years before she was born. <laughs> of course, we were innocent. We didn't know the difference. Yeah, you're like, okay. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh, that's but, funny. Uh, this was uh, like she was Indian girl. Yeah. And uh, so Sylvester was Polish. Mm -hmm. But uh, Cecilia was one of my best friends when I was little. We played together all the time. Yeah. In school, did you ever find there was a difference based on that, or no? No. When I started the school, just the year that I started, the, before that there was the one school. Mm -hmm. And the year I started, everybody was gone, but then the, the Catholic school was built. Oh, okay. So, uh, our best friends, but then there was ones that did, you know, I can't play with you because you're... You're not same religion yeah. or... My parents never. Well, my father was brought up Roman Catholic. Yeah. And he had turned. And he always, like, they brought us up to know the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And he always said, whatever religion you're going to be, if you live up to that, yes. then that's what you should be. Yeah. There's good things in both, so yeah. it doesn't matter. He said, there's only one God. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So I'm a better talker than you thought I was. <laughs> yeah, we're getting. I don't even know what time it is. Time is flying. Order to four. That's good. That's the more talking you do and the less I do, the better. <laughs> Supposed to be mostly you talking. <laughs> and I'm learning a lot out about the area and your life, so yeah. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> so, um. I think we were talking a little bit about the trains before, and there was a roundhouse. Was it in, a roundhouse? Was that in well, Madawaska yeah. or Whitney? In Madawaska. It was there for a long time, and there was like where the trains turned mm -hmm. in Madawaska, and that we had that all, you know, really looked after, and and people were coming to see that roundhouse, and that where the trains turned and everything, and. 
it was Mel Wasco's noted for that stuff and really, really worked to keep it going. And then the one that then took over, divided into two things, and they got bulldozer in and bulldozed the whole thing yeah. over. Well, it ended up they had to tear the whole thing down because it weakened everything. Oh no. Yeah, and we worked to have that. Yeah. Well, if they had it now, I'm sure it would be a pretty big tourist attraction. Well, yeah. People used to come. We had them in the States even to see that wow. roundhouse and where they called it the roundhouse because it's where the trains turn and there was the big water tower oh, okay. because there was lots of people in Madawaska that had running water in their house that got it from that tower. Oh, I didn't know that. I oh, just yeah. assumed it was all well water. Oh, okay. There was one. See, there was, uh, must have been about eight houses and they were, what did they call them, company houses, but the railroad owned them. And they had these built for to house their workers. Oh, okay. And that, uh, this water tower was put in, they put running water in for them and everything. Oh, okay, so it was originally for those eight houses yeah. and if they can do extra. And that's what, you know, like somebody that comes in and thinks they're, they're going to make it better and they spoiled everything. Mm -hmm. And it ended up that all that had to be torn down and weakened everything. If only they would have left it. <laughs> yeah, if they'd left it alone. It would have been. Because we were, we had worked so hard to put Madawaska on the map mm -hmm. and uh, lots of good workers and the ones that done all that spoiled it didn't work for the place. Maybe if they'd have worked harder, they'd have wanted to keep it. So the workers in those houses, were they mostly working on the trains or? They were the railroad men, yeah. Okay. And they, they uh, done the, the railroad, the tracks. Okay. S section men, they call See, there was the tracks from Madawaska to Whitby. Mm -hmm. It uh, had to be looked after all the time, and, yes. and there was ones that worked steady on that. Oh, okay. And Just making they, sure everything's... Yeah, they made sure, and maybe there would be ties, like, you know, there was the ties would be about that square that the rails were rested on. Yeah. And if they were getting weak or rotten, they'd take them out, put new ones in and everything. Yeah, yeah. And my dad said he could remember when there was 15 trains a day going through Metalost. Wow. Was that all for lumber or what was that for? Well, they, I don't know really what. It wasn't lumber so much until Murray's got going. I don't know what all they brought through. But they went right through from Ottawa to uh, Perry Sound, I think they called yeah, I think so it went yeah. far. Yeah, that's very far. That would be a yeah. long trip. And uh, they, uh, when all this was happening, they, of course, they had the workers on. The, I can remember ones that did work on the section they called it. They were railroad workers, mm -hmm. and uh, they had this little car that would go on the tracks. You know, they checked yeah. them out yeah. and travel. And we used to call my sister, her. Uh, husband's people lived out of Madawaska piece and you could drive one way around but then you could go up the tracks to get there and of course we couldn't drive so she was living up there then and we used to walk up oh, okay. the, the tracks to, to see her and I remember us trying to work it out that we'd be coming back from the, the lands with the, the I forget what they call the cars. Was it one of those ones where you kind of yeah. have to tip it back yeah. and forth? I don't know what they're called either, no, but I, I can picture that. it. But anyway, they'd pick us up and drive us home. Oh, <laughs> um, much faster than walking, I'm sure. Yeah. And you can sit and relax. Yeah, that was a big thing to get. Or did they make you do some of the work too? Oh, no. <laughs> you got to sit yeah. for free. That's pretty fun. I remember the, the thing going to Ottawa to see the King and Queen and got a ride on the train besides. Even <laughs> that better. was really something. Yeah. You can imagine a little kid what it would do for you. Yes. And of course, we were at the school group, so they had us lined right up where we were right up the street where they come by that we seen them so close. Wow. <laughs>
Not many people can say that, that they were that close. I was only seven years old. And you still remember it. That's how you know it was a memorable trip. Yeah. And did you did you just go there for the day and then come back, or did yeah, you stay in Ottawa? And yeah. And they uh, took us from Madawaska to Barry's Bay on a truck. Oh, okay. They had rails all around, and everybody sat on the <laughs> truck. Oh my gosh! Imagine they try and do that yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, oh, I had a lot of good memories. Were there people ever traveling on the train? Oh, yes. Yeah, because we went from Madawaska to Mary's Bay, and that was, and then it went from Madawaska to Kettleloo on the train once. That was really sad. <laughs> Were there ever like hobos or anything that would oh, come? Oh yes, I remember them going through. Uh, I guess it'd be in wartime, and after like the First World War. Yes. And uh, they would be going through, and they'd stop to look for something to eat. Oh. Okay. And, this one family, they used to laugh, Cameron's, would be Billy's aunt, I guess, would be. But uh, they'd stop at her house, their house, and she'd bring them right in, and a lot of people would give them something, but make them stay outside, and, and she'd go and root through her dad's clothing and give them clothes. <laughs> It wasn't just a meal with her. No, but I can remember of my mother feeding them. And uh, I remember one time we were talking about it. The others were all in school. I was still home. And the man had come. And she brought him in and made the meal for him and, and everything. And after he was done eating, <laughs> he just pushed his chair back and said, <laughs> She was getting worried that is he gonna try and stay or <laughs> so she she said to me, Well Frida, I guess we have to go and feed the cow. <laughs> oh and was he still there when you got back? Oh no, no, he left. Like. Yeah. <laughs> he got the the little hint. <laughs> So after that, she gave them a lunch outside. Yeah, yeah. Didn't want that to happen again. <laughs> he was innocent, like he was just yeah. enjoying. <laughs> yeah, but, but we were pretty scared. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a stranger, yeah. so they used to call them homos. Oh, quite, quite a few and of I them. Think a lot of them. I don't know if there was some of them that didn't want to go into the army. Oh, because it was in wartime too that uh, couldn't stay, and then they didn't have couldn't wouldn't have work, so they just yeah the trains and that could be I'm I'm not entirely sure, but that would make sense. Yeah, well that's what it was. It's crazy for me to think that there was a train going all the way to Madawaska <laughs> and through Barry's Bay to Wilmot, and, and the think it went right through through Whitney and and through the park there was a. A station, a railroad station in, a, in the park. Yes, and they had right huge through. hotels in that too. Oh yeah, and uh, it right through to Huntsville. From Did you ever go on the train that way? No. no, no. We thought it was a big thing the first time when I went and see the king and queen. Yeah, that was a big enough trip. <laughs> but then after that we used to sometimes uh, take the train into Barry's Bay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you go to Barry's Bay just for shopping, or? Well, we had a good store in Madawaska, but uh, you could get things in Barry's Bay and clothing and that that you couldn't oh, okay. in Madawaska. So it was a better selection then? Right. It was a better selection of oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was it cheaper or probably not, about the no, same? Not any cheaper. Yeah. And it was Murray's store was the one where everybody used to go. They what was his name? Can't think of what his name was. But it ended up I guess some of the sons that ended up with the mill, Murray's mill and everything. Yeah. But I can remember going and, and seeing the people and <laughs> isn't it funny how something sticks near my there was this one woman and you know, breastfeeding was a big thing. But we weren't used to it. <clears throat> We weren't, my mother didn't have breasts that could feed babies, but uh, I always remember the one time with this woman, we were in Murray's Bay, Murray's store, and we were waiting, 
first she had put her growth season, he was bound that up forever. And she just, the baby started to cry, she just laid the baby on the counter and pulled out the breast and put the baby right there. I said, that settled me, never would I ever feed a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Dr. Post was the doctor with me when I had my child, and the, my oldest boy was only five, ten or something, he was really small anyway. And there was no way I was breastfeeding. <laughs> Not after seeing that. <laughs> and Dr. Post said, well, he said you might be all right. He said, somewhere like this Harry Fuller was a real boozer. He said, somewhere like Harry Fuller, just give him a bottle and then go. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my gosh. He knew I wasn't going to breastfeed. Yeah, and he didn't try and convince you. <laughs> <laughs> he said that made me feel better. <laughs> Someone like Harry Fuller across the street, as long as it comes out of a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It's one of the things you remember. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> so you, for when you had your children, and did you just have it at home, your children? No, or? I went there had a little outpost. Red Cross Outpost Hospital at okay. Whitney, and the doctor lived in Whitney then. Okay. And you go there. Yeah, that's where you would... And then there was a, a nurse, his wife was a nurse, but then there was another nurse that they could always call in. Okay. And I remember when uh, that was, my babies were always about two or three weeks ahead of the they gave me. And I think it was when Susie, yeah, and he had come to visit me before he left. He was going, going to be away for, I don't know if it was three weeks or something, but he'd be coming back the end of September. And when he checked me all out and everything, and he said, don't you go and have that baby before I get back. My baby was born before he got back. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> the doctor up from Barry's Bay. Oh my God. And he had a flat tire on the way up. So the baby was born before the... He even got there. <laughs> was Were the nurses at least there? There was a nurse there. Yeah. But uh, when he got, got back to, uh, I don't know if it was Huntsville or Gravenhurst, where it was, he got back. He phoned home to see how it was, and she phoned the, the hospital to the nurse, and she said, well, we have one baby. He said, don't tell me Mrs. Higginson went and had that baby before. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> he just knew. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but when you were born, when your mom gave birth to you, was there the, the Red Cross post or no? No, then it was mostly, they'd have a midwife, they called. There was always somebody oh, okay. that went and helped. Yeah, they, yeah. They were all born at home. Wow, that's quite different from it, today. Yeah, it's hard to, to realize it. Uh, and I remember, uh, like, we were all healthy. But I remember one time I was on residence council and we were having a meeting, and Mary Blank was head of it then. And uh, some couple of the men were complaining about the meals because they were starting to make fancy stuff. And she said about it, and she said, uh, what did they expect? An old-timer's meal, potatoes and meat and a vegetable? And I said, well, just remember, Mary, it's pretty healthy old-timers off of that. Well, it turns out well for most people. And I think a lot of her meals come that way, too. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, you need a hearty meal like that with the lifestyle, with all the work well, people yeah. did. And I can remember... Uh, no, they make, say, they call it pork stew. I hate it. You've had it once and never again? <laughs> well, they used to make a boiled dinner, they mm -hmm. called it. And you'd have the cabbage, and you just quarter the head of cabbage. You'd boil your, you used to do it a lot with pork hocks. You'd boil them and you had the nice broth, and you'd cut the cabbage up and put it in, and carrots and potatoes. Yes, and yes. they called it a boiled dinner. <laughs> and this is what Mary called that. And I said to her, just remember, a lot of them old-timers are a lot healthier. <laughs> just keep and that in my, my sister, and, uh, she just had the one boy, and they were living in Whitney. 
and they had come down, he come down to my mother's and he always liked to come over to our place to play with the boys. So we had kept them for supper and I had made this boiled dinner. Well, he just ate like he wouldn't believe. <laughs> when he went home and he said to his mother, how come you never cooked lettuce like Aunt Frida does? Oh, <laughs> he thought it was lettuce. <laughs> That was me. She said, what did you feed Eric? <laughs> Why does he think he's eating cooked lettuce? Yeah, he's a pretty good cook, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think if she made lettuce, cooked lettuce, he'd like that too much. <laughs> she said, he wants me to cook lettuce like I'm free <laughs> <laughs> it would have been kind of funny if she did it, and then he might not like that so much. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. <laughs> so how did, I think um, Grant was saying at four years old you uh, had an almost, you almost drowned. When you were four you almost drowned. Oh yeah, my, uh, this uncle used to take us swimming all the time. They had the little girl, she was I was, I guess, a year or two younger than I was. And we used to run and jump just and then go sitting down in the water, but you only go so far. And see, we were little, so we didn't go too far. Yeah. But then it went out so far and there was kind of a drop off. Yeah. And I guess I was a little bit smarter and I went too far. Oh no. And <laughs> I was really fighting. And <laughs> My cousin said, Daddy, just come and see Frida Feynman. <laughs> he knew I wasn't Feynman. Yeah, yeah. I was just going down when he caught me by the leg and pulled me out. Oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> they never let me forget that. Yeah, I don't think so. But you still sw went swimming after? Oh yeah. Yeah, it didn't scare well, I didn't take any chances. Yeah. And I never got to be a real good swimmer. Yeah, you're probably more like after when there was the railroad bridge went in and the car bridge and there was the old road and that's where, where it went down was where we used to swim there because you could go out a piece. But some of them would swim and they'd get to the, the bridge and get up there and jump off. Yeah. Frida didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, yeah, I think I don't think I would be brave enough to do it either. <laughs> they used to, it was a good distance off the, the railroad bridge, and there was just a, what is the, like a lake now, was just like a river going through. Mm -hmm. And they'd go off of that, jump off of that, and dive off of that train bridge. Oh my gosh. I used to think. Not me. <laughs> I never went off the train bridge to jump either. <laughs> I jumped off the car bridge. Yeah, yeah. But we always, there was always somebody there watching to help you if you got in trouble. Yeah, never went by yourself. Oh, no. So how did you meet your husband? His niece, his brother's daughter, I worked at Killarney Lodge in the park. Oh, okay. And <clears throat> I worked the first year I worked there. I worked in the kitchen, and then the next year I worked as a waitress. You made better money then. And his brother's daughter worked there that year. Oh, okay. And when we, well, her father worked for the lands and forests and up in the park. And when we come home, finished in the fall, she come and she stayed for a week with us. Oh, okay. And then that was one of my train rides from Madawaska to Killaloo. <laughs> Uh, and we'd go down and spend the week with her. Oh, okay. And this was his brother's yeah. daughter. Yeah. So I was there, and that's where I met him. It, was it in Killaloo then, when you were there? He used to come down there and do a lot for his, uh, be his sister-in-law. Oh, okay. Yeah, his brother's wife. And he used to do a lot for her when her husband was away in there. And then, Joan and them, this daughter that I worked with, they just raved about Uncle Bobby. He was somebody else. <laughs> and he ended up in my husband. <laughs> Funny how that works yeah, out. It's really, it's really. We used to go down. She married then a lad they lived at Eganville. They had a little store there. And then they opened up a campsite. Oh. Okay. They had a nice piece of land. And we used to go down there a lot, and uh, 
then after her husband died, the son took Oshibibar. And that's the one, her sister. I knew her, they, her parents had moved to Madawaska, and she was just little And I knew her pretty well. And uh, this Jones, Lois had come to visit me just after I came in here. And she was going to bring Joan, the sister, up. And I don't know what happened that she didn't get bringing her. But I used to, Debbie had went through my, my addresses and she sent everybody a Christmas card. And I had got the Christmas card from Joan. Oh, okay. And she, she, they had taken her to the senior's residence in Compton, is it? Okay. There's one there. I think. Yeah. And she wasn't happy at all. Yeah. She, uh, and I was just thinking if they could only bring her up and get her signed in up, up here, how yeah. happy she'd be. But she wasn't happy at all. And it wasn't too long after she died. Wow. She was the same age as I am. But so. sometimes it's nice to, to stay where you're from. You're more oh, familiar yeah. with it. But the thing was that uh, she wasn't happy going in. And the daughter oh. had been living with her. And the daughter got the home and everything, and she's living there, and the mother was put in. Yeah. And all that she thought she couldn't look after her or what, but she was only there a little while when she died. Yeah. Grandpa's going to take me down to see her, but we never got the chance. But you... I had lots of good memories, and I got along good with all my husband's family. Yeah, well, you knew them before you even got married. <laughs> yeah, but then even uh, there was an aunt and uncle that lived in Pembroke, and their daughter had moved up to, uh, is it Campus Casey, someplace up? I think so, yeah. Yeah, <coughs> and uh, his uh, uncle and aunt moved up there. Her husband died, and they moved up to help her. And we took his mother up to visit there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to know a lot of them then. I used to, the one had come down and visited us with us. And I used to get cards from them all. Nice to have an even bigger family then. Yeah. Yeah, that's the nice yeah. thing when you get married. You. He come from a big family. By the sounds of it, yeah. yeah. It sounds yeah. like it. I think there was, I don't know, it was 10 or 12 of them. And he was the baby of the family. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so there's probably lots yeah, of pieces. Because the long brother was overseas in the First World War. Wow. His wife, he married over there. And, yeah. And uh, from back here. And w your husband, what did he do for work? He had worked for, I forget who it was he worked for at uh, Killaloo. But then after we got married and we lived in Madawaska and he worked with my dad, they used to go in and cut logs. Oh, okay. And, so, and then he got on the Department of Highways. Okay. Transportation and Communications, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he ended up being an equipment operator there. Wow. And the last years that he was there, he was the one in charge. Oh, okay. But he was retired for a good year. He could have worked longer, but he had long enough for a pension. Mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. had a pension from the army, too. Oh, okay. And uh, we were quite happy when <laughs> he retired. And uh, he was retired for a good while before he died. But uh, he had a medical discharge from the army. Oh, okay. He, he never got to go overseas. He was in with the, but the war was over and he stayed in. He was training to go to Japan, which, wow. you know, the war. Yeah, the Vietnam War. And uh, he ended up in the hospital and went out on maneuvers for about two or three weeks out in the bush and it stormed steady and he got pneumonia. And he was in the hospital in Ottawa and ended up with stomach ulcers. Oh, so it was pretty severe then, yeah. yeah. And he had a medical discharge from the army, mm -hmm. but he still worked. And he was dis a medical discharge, and they never gave him any pension. Oh, no. And uh, I don't know what we had going in Madawaska. We were married then, and he was working for highways. He was an equipment operator then. And, uh, oh, what was
was a member of parliament for, for that area then. He was out there and had talked to him quite a bit and he found out about it and he said, you should be getting a pension. Mm -hmm. So he got it all set up. He had to go and have these tests and the whole thing and end up he did get a pension. Not mm -hmm. a great one, but uh, Still they had to pay some back and it covered the the kids, okay. our boys were young then too, and uh, when when he died, I got from the army pension, but they had we had paid enough that I got the full okay. army. It wasn't great at that time, but yeah. I still get it's still, army pension. Yeah, yeah. some of it. And uh, it covered the kids, gave us a good start for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've been through it all. Yeah, yeah. Twists and turns in life. It's yeah, that's right. Funny how it works. Yeah. So I heard that you guys kind of played a role with the major lake road, the access road there. Oh yeah, well he was working for highways then too. And they went... I don't know if they went from up above or something, but he got the one belt from Madawaska right through. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was before, it was probably harder to get through then. Yeah. Yeah. The, the train ran then right to Whitney, and from Whitney on up, I don't know oh. how far it went. Yeah, yeah. And they used to have a, what do they call it, section house. And they, I don't know if they had what they had to do on the way from between Whitney and Madawaska, but there was a special building put up there, mm -hmm. and this man and his wife they lived there, that the trains could stop there, and I don't know what they could do for them there, whether they had something that they could refuel them. I don't know what it was. Oh, now. okay, yeah. But that went on for a long time. I did not know that existed. Yeah, and then they started bussing, so that was the end of it. Yeah, once the buses came in, the train was used less. And I remember they used to, I think it was, Haggard was the man's last name from Whitney, but he used to pick up the mail at mm -hmm. Huntsville and bring it down through, bring it to Madawaska. Yeah. So. If you sent a Christmas card, you sent it about a month before Christmas. At least, I would think. <laughs> but you know, things moved a lot faster than they do now, too. Yes, yeah. I was talking to Ruth Coolis earlier, and she was saying that to get their mail, they always had to come into uh, Madawaska. Yeah. Well, they lived out on the Cross Lake Road. Yeah. And I remember there. And they, they had a little school out there, and they went to school there for a long time and there was a church. Yes, yeah, she had said that. Yeah, and she said that. for a while I think the Protestant church was in the schoolhouse there, but then it all shifted with the hydro coming in that it yeah, came to, so. to Madawaska. Yeah, I remember when we used to think it was really something to drive out there and see a school out there. <laughs> It's and then we used to have, it was the day when they played ball and everything, and uh, they would come from Cross Lake out to Madawaska to play. Oh, okay. And they'd come down from Whitney to Madawaska. We had a real good ball field there. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. And was it just the boys playing, or did the girls oh, no, play too? the girls team too. Oh, okay. But it was mostly boys, and we had this Boris Young, mm -hmm. and she could play with any man, and she could that, that ball. And they used to pick Doris on their team. Oh, really? <laughs> That's pretty funny. She never got up to bat that she didn't get a home run. Wow. I can't say I've had the same experience. <laughs> nope, I don't think I've ever gotten a home run. <laughs> I don't think I ever did either. <laughs> so you played as well then? Oh yeah, and the girls. And then the last year after I was married and they had the team going. It was mostly the men, but Doris was playing for the men. <clears throat> but I used to be the scorekeeper oh, like okay. you had for the two teams. I've done that before too. Those <laughs> sheets are, when you first look at them, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Then you figure it out. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was scorekeeper for a long time. Did they have uniforms for that? or Not so much. No. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty hard at that time. Yeah, just play in whatever you got. Not your Sunday best, though. <laughs> no. no. 
Did you just have the two teams or were there more teams? No, just the, there was the girls and the, the boys. But uh, like Madawaska, Whitney'd come down to play Madawaska and Mary's Bay had come up. And then Madawaska, they'd take turns, you know, going to... Oh, okay. So you mostly played in Madawaska, though? Mostly, yeah, I played in All Madawaska. of them? Oh, okay. Yeah. You must have had a good uh, field if Barry's Bay people came all the way. We had a good football field there. <laughs> it was a going little town at one time. Yeah. It's, it's weird because it seems like sometimes the area is getting smaller, but then it gets bigger again, and it kind of goes back and forth because yeah. I know even here in Barry's Bay, it seemed when I was kind of still in high school, I was like, oh, it's pretty small, it's going to stay this size, but then yeah. it starts growing again, and yeah. it's strange how yeah. a few years makes the difference. Yeah, and a lot, I think, that happened was uh, people that uh, sold, like, say, now that I, we, my husband and I had the place, and we left it to one of the kids, and they ended up selling it. They didn't want to stay in Madawaska, but this is just an example. Mm -hmm. So that way, there was a lot of them that moved in that had no interest in doing the retired. Yeah. And no interest in raising money, doing anything for the town. Yeah, they don't really feel, I guess, as much a connection than if you grew up here. Yeah. So yeah. That, uh, even like uh, we could put on a bake sale and you wouldn't believe yeah. the money you could make of a bake sale. And they, they couldn't get enough people to make one at last. Yeah. Hopefully we'll kind of revert back to that and yeah. get more community involvement, especially yeah, after this pandemic. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad that, that this, but this has happened to a lot of little towns. Like at Cross Lake, when there's no school there, no church or anything. No, no. Everything yeah. had to be closed up. Yeah. And then when, once they started school buses, they bus them so many miles. Like even where they uh, used to go to Bancroft, Boston to Bancroft for high school. Oh, My okay. kids all got their grade 12 in Bancroft. Really? Did they go to MV first or where? They, they've Boston. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, Susie, she went ahead and she was able to go and stay with her daughter. Other daughter was married and she stayed there and went then to uh, got further and she worked for dentists there and she ended up in a dental assist, had her license okay. and everything in and in at the, the hospital in Toronto and uh, then she uh, got working with these doctors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got tired of being a dental assist. <laughs> Time to change it up. And she really hit the jackpot and so they were so good to her. They wanted, could give her stuff to do but she didn't have a computer then at home. Yeah. They bought her a new computer and brought it. Oh, wow. She must be a good worker if they she, are willing to do that. Yeah, she brought uh, one, but I remember I was down and, I don't know, she had bowel cancer oh. and had surgery and everything. Well, <clears throat> three, three weeks when they found that she was had her surgery and everything, and she said, because it was the doctors, they pushed it. But when she was there, I guess, for a checkup, and I was with her, and I'd been sitting out in the waiting area, and this doctor came out and sat beside me and started to brag Susie up to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're like, yes, that's my daughter. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> But I know I was there when they, uh, after she had had the, the surgery, and uh, they thought she could do some work at home. Uh, they'd become a new computer for her and the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to keep her. Yeah. Must be very yeah. good worker and good and person. <laughs> this one doctor, that uh, when she was doing the bookings, like right at the surgery room, and she was the bookings there, and this one doctor, would try to get ahead in ahead of the other one. And she'd say, you get right back there. The mm -hmm. other one's walked ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. And he got a surprise. And then after that, they all used to say, be kind to Susie. <laughs> and somebody 
father talk about and they about him. And they say, Oh he'd say, Well that's becoming the soon's That's funny. <laughs> oh She goes around like there. Yeah. Yeah, by the sounds of it. So I think, I'm not sure, I wrote a note about it, but I'm not sure I fully understand it, but Grant had said something about one of the applications you did for grants had to do with President's Choice. They had some land or something, or they contributed some money. Uh, for one of maybe the kitchen in the fire hall, he said that they gave um, 11, like some money for from President's Choice. Do you know what that was about? It was kind of a, a messy note. I'm just trying to figure well, it out. Well, I know that, that uh, it was the fire all the time, and I know that they raised the money for the fire hall behind the seniors' building and that, and that that was moved. Oh, okay. And I, I don't know who took over what they used the old fire hall for now. Oh, okay. I can't remember. Yeah. But the new one was... So I was still working with them when that was done. Yeah, yeah. But I went through so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can say you helped with the fire hall, the rink, and much more than that, the seniors. Well, we got the seniors building and then uh, a special rink building where they could, uh, the seniors building and was put onto the old rink one. <laughs> so they joined that and we built the new uh, rink build. Okay. And it's called after my brother. Yeah. Mervyn Jappie building, yeah. He worked hard for the kids with skating and rink and done a lot with Boy Scouts. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a lot of memories. But <laughs> I know that when we, to get, the, get us on the map and, and become a corporation, this Ernie Levis come from North Bay mm -hmm. to fill out everything, and the meetings were held in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even to offer up your house and yeah. offer up your time, that was yeah. a lot Even of people don't know. <laughs> the church is the Anglican Church in Mary's Bay, and Whitney and Madawaska. We're all under Ottawa Diocese. And you used to have to have meetings and that. Guess where the meetings were at? It was at your house? <laughs> Lucky guess. And they used to want me to make donuts all the time. Oh my gosh. And I remember we'd, uh, when it was an evening service in Madawaska, we'd have a lunch after service because Whitney would come down and everything. And, uh, I used to always want me to make donuts. Mm -hmm. I made potato donuts. Oh, I've never had those oh, before. They're good. They're just, you'd think they were the regular donut, but uh, they stay moist oh, and okay. fresh longer. Oh, okay. But uh, remember, they'd come down from Whitney for the church, and we, of course, we had that lunch after, and they always wanted me to make donuts. And uh, I, of course, I had made them and it's lunch, and I don't know what Ernest and them had made, but this guy from Whitney, he just watched, and he went and he took three donuts off and put them in his pocket and went out. <laughs> That's how you know they're good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I know there was one guy from Cumbermere I always wanted to know if I was making donuts. <laughs> after I was in here and there was uh, something that, that they were up in the different room that they used and you could go along under and the, the one guy was standing up there from Cumbermere and he said, Frida, they never made any donuts here. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> oh my gosh. But Debbie had learned how to make them. It was the potato that made the difference. The potato and, and uh, drained it and then mashed it real fine and okay. mixed it in with the rest. And that's what made them so moist. Yeah. And they never got stale. But they never had a chance to get stale. Yeah. Grant, Grant was home from me. He was working down in Oshawa then. And they were home. And they were going down to the ball field for something. And he said to me, what are you, what are you doing, Mom? I said, oh, 
was making some potato donuts. He said, you're going to go out and ruin them. And I just laughed. And I made them. I had four dozen. They come back. They were having supper at the house. Come back. And by bedtime, there was no donuts left. Four dozen. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they, they must have been good. They are good. I'm going to have to ask my grandma if she has a recipe There's like that. A, I had the, I don't know if it was five roses cookbook, the old one, or purity. Oh, okay. One or the other. And the recipe was in there for I'm going to have to look if I can find it. Because <laughs> my grandma, she makes those twisters. Oh, She's yeah. Made, I've yeah. made those with her before. Yeah, Do you make them from, you can make them from bread, though. Yeah, that's what she always does. She'll make yeah. her bread dough, and yeah. then we'll do it that way. I used to do them, too. But it's funny. Whenever I've done it with her, hers are so nice and even. Mine are lopsided <laughs> and candy cane looking. and They still taste good, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, they're good. Oh, yes. Yes, they are. My kids used to love them just with brown sugar. Yes. Yeah. Dip them in brown sugar. Yeah. That's an old time. <laughs> yeah, usually she makes it with the glaze, but with the brown sugar is good too. Yeah. Both options are oh. dipped in the sugar. We're going to be de dreaming of those tonight, I think, when we go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess. We've been, yeah. We're, we're done for today. I'll soon have to go for supper. That was Frida Higginson talking about her wonderfully vibrant hometown of Madawaska. It's another reason why, when you drive through those little villages that make up the upper Madawaska Valley, it's sometimes a good idea to remember, though they may be small, such places have a huge amount of character. And Frida Dupuy Higginson was just one of those people you might have been lucky enough to meet if you ever stopped there long enough back in the day. I'm Kristen Marchand. And for the host of Back in the Day, Martina Koulis, and our producer of the Apiango line, Barry Conway, we'd like to wish you a belated Happy New Year. Good day, and God bless. <laughs>